Welcome to Tech Mobility Topics. Did you know that in the early days of the automotive industry, in fact, before the early days of the auto industry, engines that used gasoline were not the only way to make a car run? And this is topic B. Yes, steam, gasoline, and even electric vehicles were common during the first halting years of the fledgling auto industry. In fact, and I double-checked this because I was skeptical. Two things. One, that the first electric vehicles predated the auto industry by maybe 50, 60 years, number one. Number two, that in the early days of the auto industry, when gasoline was still novel and hard to get, the preferred transportation at that time for about the first 15 years of the industry was electric vehicles. If you think the EV1 was the start of the electric car industry in the United States back in the 90s, you are so wrong. And there was a moment in the 1970s that they had a moment. But what if I told you that by the turn of the last century, there were vehicles on the road that had a range of 100 miles, even before the Nissan Leaf. And it would take about 60, 70 years to get back to that. Here's an amazing fact that blew my mind. Remember this name, Robert Anderson. He's a Scottish inventor. There's not a lot of numbers around him, but here's the one that counts. Between 1832 and 1839, and yes, I'm going to say it again because I did not stutter and I did not misspeak. I verified this. 1832 to 1839, this is even before the growth of the railroad industry, where roads were still a suggestion and you didn't have any kind of national network to speak of of roads between cities and villages and towns. And the railroads were still just starting to get started. This guy developed a working electric carriage. I said 1832 to 1839. I didn't stutter, just so you know, way back then. That elect there were no gasoline vehicles even to speak of back then. Mm-hmm. 1832-1839. I am proud for this next statement. There's a lot of the electric vehicle industry owes its sustainability in the early days to a guy by the name of William Morrison. And if you're local in Iowa and that name rings a bell, it should. He is an inventor in Des Moines who developed an electric carriage. And his improvements is what made it possible. And this is between 1888 and 1890. His improvements included a more advanced motor, gear-trained batteries, and a steering instrument. His model, the Morrison Electric, became the first practical automobile built in the United States. I didn't say electric vehicle. I said vehicle. This predates Henry Ford by about eight years in his quadricycle. That was 1896. Just so we're clear about the dates. He entered the vehicle in the 1890 Simeon said parade in Des Moines, which is Des Moines spelled backwards if you're paying attention, and it was a thing for many years in this town. Newspapers in the area went wild with reports of the new invention, and Morrison drove the EV around town for several weeks afterward, giving people rides and entering it in races. All told, he built about a dozen models, most of them selling about 
$3,600, which in today's money is over $117,000. Think Hummer EV. Most of Morrison's place in history for electric vehicles actually comes from his innovations in battery technology. He patented various battery innovations and sold the rights to several companies. At the end of his career, Morrison, from Des Moines, Iowa, held at least 88 battery-related patents from the U.S. Patent Office. 88 related patents to electric EV batteries before 1900. Hmm? Let me introduce you to another fella. It's called the Flocken Electrowagon, and this was a German entrepreneur. Uh, he, again, about the same time frame, 1888, launched an electric engineering department for EV experimentation, and his Electrowagon went on sale the same year. And he did this from about then to about 1903. But the fella I want to talk about that really, really, oh, before I forget, oh yeah, Thomas Edison tinkered around. Him and Henry Ford were buddies. And we're going to get to that in a minute, but let me back up. Bear in mind that the electric light, as you know it, came into being about 1879. And that electricity was still a relatively new thing from a commercial standpoint in the latter part of the 1800s. So the fact that these guys are developing vehicles with this relatively new technology is not really proven. And that gasoline really didn't exist in volume yet. And in fact, the gasoline that did was actually a byproduct from making kerosene for kerosene lamps. <laughs> they were not figuring out how to use that in an internal combustion engine just yet. That's coming. Let's talk about this stuff. You didn't know about Thomas Edison tinkering around with electric car experiments or the fact that him and Henry Ford were trying to figure it out. In 1899, Edison began developing an alkaline battery to power EVs and they wanted to, he wanted to collaborate with Henry Ford who at that time in the early 1900s was just getting his momentum together with vehicles before the Model T. And yes, it was a Ford Motor Company before the Model T, but that's another story for another time. These two fellows got together and collaborated to bring an affordable electric vehicle to market. Edison designed three EVs with nickel-iron Edison storage batteries, but they never reached the assembly line. Notice they weren't lithium. Nickel-iron. Does that ring a bell? These are two components being used. Iron, particularly in lithium-iron phosphate batteries, and nickel-iron um, nickel manganese batteries. That's going on right now. Edison wanted an EV that would weigh about 1,100 pounds, weigh 405 pounds worth of batteries, which is a lot of weight, and cost about $600, 18000 today. Unfortunately, the idea never came to fruition due to high costs and the limitations of 20th century battery technology. Here's what happened. The peak of the electric vehicle industry peaked about 1912. A bunch of things came together to conspire against the electric vehicle. 1911 invention of the electric start vehicle, meaning that you didn't have to hand crank the growing number of gasoline vehicles, which resulted in many a broken arm and some deaths. The fact that cities and towns were getting together and there were what you call the good roads movement of about 1909 through the 1920s that business leaders throughout were pushing good road philosophy and getting states and the federal government to spend money in getting roads between cities and towns. <laughs> and then 1900, 1901 happened. 
One word, spindle top. The biggest oil strike ever in the state of Texas. Fuel oil became cheaper with the invention of better roads, um, no hand crank of electrical engines and plentiful gasoline. All these conspired together to reduce the attractiveness of the electric vehicle. And then finally, between good roads and the uh, advent of the Model T, it was pretty much, you know, one third of what the electric vehicles were costing back then. And electric vehicles were pretty much done by 1935. That's what happened to the industry. And it would be another 60 years before they figured it out. We are the Tech Mobility Show. Did you know that you could still listen to past shows of Roadworthy Drive? Ken Chester here. With the change to the Tech Mobility Show, we've taken steps to maintain our vast library of past shows for your listening pleasure. Whether you want to listen to 1, 10, or 50 of our 1,000 shows, we got you covered. Be sure to visit roadworthydrive.buzzsprout.com or roadworthydrivemoment.buzzsprout.com and subscribe. There's no recurring commitment and you can opt out at any time. We set the price super low so that access to the shows is easy and carefree. Thank you so much for your support. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. Roadworthy Drive is now the Tech Mobility Show. I'm Ken Chester, your host. Every week, I delve into the current trends and topics that impact you when it comes to mobility and technology. Things are changing fast, and I cover these topics in a way that's easy to understand. By tuning into the Tech Mobility Show, you can keep informed about the latest happenings with self-driving vehicles, auto finance, electric airplanes, and more. That's the Tech Mobility Show, heard each week on this very fine radio station. These days, everybody wants to be social, and we're no exception. Hi, I'm Ken Chester, host of the Tech Mobility Show. We get to share additional content that you won't find on the show. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and even TikTok. Yeah, we're there. You can find us at Tech Mobility Pod on Twitter and at the Tech Mobility Show everywhere else. Check us out. Be sure to follow us. Believe it or not, the Tech Mobility Show has a website. Yep. Combined with all the other ways you can interact with us, our website is a great place to start. Learn more about the host, find us in the news, and even check out where you can hear our programs across the country on the radio. I know, right? Our website is a great place to learn more about us and our programming. Go to techmobility.show for more information. <laughs> 